Genesis chapter 1 this morning. Wasn't that wonderful? What a glorious day. What a wonderful day it's been to be in the Lord's house. And the presence of the Lord is definitely in this place. And uh, of all that I'm glad that's here this morning, most of all, I'm glad that God is in our presence. I'm glad He's in our midst. I want to begin this morning a series of sermons on the family. And I know of about five sermons, maybe six sermons, uh, how long this series will be. Uh, but I want to encourage to try to be here every week for this, if you can make this. I believe that our families are in uh, dire need to hear the way God wants us to run our families. I believe we're in dire need to, for our family structure to get back to the way God made it. I believe our families really need the Word of God in our homes and in our relationships. I think our, our churches and our nation needs our families to get back to doing it the way God made it. And in the midst of these sermons, you're going to hear some very bold statements because I did not write the Bible. God wrote it, and it's His way. And in His way, it opposes everything that Hollywood has presented to us of how the family ought to be. And a lot of the messages, especially the message today, will not be politically correct, I promise you. The things that I say this morning will not be politically correct. But as long as we are biblically correct, that's all that matters. But I want to preach this message out of love, and I want to say it the right way, I want to do it the right way. Because God has given us these things, and we need to apply these things to our life. I don't want to cram it down your throat, but I simply want to present it to you in a manner and in a fashion that we see the way God desires it, and that we structure our home and our family after the way God has done it. Not the way Hollywood intends, not the way society intends, but the way God intends it. I want you to know that God wants us to do it His way. And when we do it any other way, we mess up. That's why we are where we are in our nation, because we're not doing it His way. Let's stand with me for the reading of God's Word. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. <clears throat> and God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. And God said, bless, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein... There is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. In the evening, 
in the morning were the sixth day. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the reading of your word. Lord, I pray that you'd give us the strength to get the truth and understanding of your word today. Lord, I pray that we would apply it to our hearts and our lives and our homes today. To you be all the honor and glory through this message. Lord, I pray that you give me the strength that I stand in need of today, Lord. Lord, I pray that you give me the boldness to say it as you have written it for us, Lord. Lord, I didn't write these things, you did. And Lord, I pray that we would be bold enough to apply it to our hearts and our life. Give us the strength that we need, Lord. Lord, our families are going down. Our families are being destroyed. Our families are being destroyed from inside. Lord, the devil is seeking to devour our families, Lord, and he's winning. And I pray, Lord, that you would use these series of sermons to get us in the place that we need to be, that our family would be protected from the wiles of the devil. Lord, protect us. Protect our church, Lord. Lord, protect this nation. I love you, and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you, as I said, in this series of sermons about the family. This morning, specifically, I want to talk about the way God made it. In six days, God made everything. Everything from the the trees to the water to the fowls of the air to the animals to every creature to mankind. God is the creator of all things. We must understand in spite of what education tells us today, in spite of what science says today, thus saith the Lord, God created the heaven and the earth and everything that is in the midst of it. And when God got done creating all things, He looked back on all the things that He created, and behold, it was very good. What a statement that God made, that when He looked at everything, He said, behold, It was very good. We must understand that everything God creates is good. Everything God has done is good. When we think that God's way is not the best way, we need to be reminded this morning that God's way is the best way. It is the good way. It is the great way. It may be the narrow way. It may be the way that only a few are going. But friend, it is best for us in our families, because if God has done it, we need to get a part of it. Because God is the creator of all the universe. God is holy. His ways are holy. His word is holy. Everything about God is holy and good. We must understand that the family and its structure was created by God and for God. May I tell you, the one that put this family structure together was a holy and righteous God. And God knew what He was doing when He was placing the family together. When He put the husband and wife together. When He put the children in the midst of the home. God knew what He was doing. And in the Word of God, He has outlined a structure in which He wants us to follow. Okay? And that structure is what leads our family to righteousness. And if we don't apply this structure to our home, our homes will fail. Okay, because God created this. And if God created this, we must understand that God knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. So when it applies to our marriages, when it applies to our homes, when it applies to our children, we must understand that the best guide that there is in the world is right here in our hands. 
I'll never forget when I first started preaching and pastoring. I was 21 years old. I wasn't even married yet. And I preached a message on the marriage. And a man got upset with me because what do you know about marriage? You've never been married. And I said, sir, I never told you what I thought. I simply told you what God desires. And I want you to understand, I hadn't been married 40 years. I hadn't been raising kids for 30 years. But this is what we're going to go by. And we're not going to go by my thought or my opinion or what I've learned in the past. What we need to get in our homes and what our uh, marriages need today is not anybody else's opinion. We need the Word of God in our marriage. We need the Word of God in our relationships. We need the Word of God in our homes. We need it. We need to quit listening to outside sources and we need to listen to God. We need to quit listening to everybody's opinion and we need to listen to the way God made it. Everything that God made, He looked back and He said, Behold, it is very good. It is very good. May I tell you, God's way is a good way this morning. It's the best way for you and your home and your family. I want to uh, talk about and think about some things today because I want to understand and us to know what God desires for us. But to begin, I want to look at some startling facts. And I think as we go back and we look in our country and we look at our nation, we are failing. Our nation has declined. Our churches has declined. And as the saying goes, as the family goes, so goes the nation. And as the family goes, so goes the church. And the nation is struggling and the churches struggle because the homes are struggling. And when there's, when there's failure in the homes, there's going to be failure in the church. When there's failure in the homes, there's going to be failure in the nations. If you're a school teacher, you know exactly what I'm talking about this morning. You can see the effect of the failure of the home. And child of God, we need to go back to the home and look at what God desired. And let's think about the facts in our nation today. More than half, now these are statistics that I got off the U.S. Census website. You can go and look for yourself. I believe most of these are pretty accurate. I'm very careful with these because I don't want to say anything that's wrong. But the facts that I pulled up are these. First thing, more than half of all couples cohabit before marriage. That means living together out of wedlock. More than half of the couples in a marriage in America, excuse me, in a couple cohabit before marriage. Around 40% of children are born out of wedlock in America. Around 40% of children will live in cohabiting homes at some point in their life. One out of two marriages end in divorce. That's 50% of all marriages end in divorce. Some say that that number today is up to 60% of marriages in America end in divorce. Another statistic for you that 30% of faithful Christian couples will divorce. Now that's a whole lot better than 60%, amen? That goes to show that you have a better chance serving the Lord and getting your family in church. You have a better chance of success in your home and family when you submit yourself to the Lord. But according to statistics, that 3 out of 10 families in this church will end in divorce. That's sad today. That breaks my heart today to think in the world that 60% across the board will end in divorce. 
40% of children will witness their parents' divorce. That's where we are today. That's where we are. Marriage has become a joke. Marriage has become a laughter. Marriage is not respected today. And we see the result of this. And we see that 60% end in divorce, that 3 out of 10 faithful Christian families end in divorce. 37% of U.S. households are single-parent households. I want you to know there is a battle and there is going to be a struggle when 37% of schools are led and live in single-parent households. God never desired that. God never desired that. June 26, 2015, the United States of America legalized same-sex marriage. There's an estimated to be over 250,000 same-sex marriage unions in our nation today. There's an estimated 9 million homosexuals in our nation today that is accepted. 1973 to 2005, there were 45 million legal abortions. In the United States. Stalin is reported that he murdered 7 million. Leopold reported, Leopold II reported under his reign, 8 million people lost their life. Under Hitler, there is a report of 12 million people that lost their life during Hitler. But from 1973 to right now, in America, there's been 59 million abortions in this great country who is supposed to be a Christian nation and loves the Lord. Friend, there's an issue when we are killing and our families desire to take away the life of a child. 22% of all pregnancies end in abortions. Friend, there is something wrong with these facts today. There is something wrong with these statistics. No wonder in the last 30 years that the crime rate the murder rate has increased drastically. Now we are competing among some of the most wicked nations in all of the world because our homes have fallen apart. Our marriages are in shambles and we believe that we can marry anything and everybody and God doesn't care. We don't look at the way God wants it anymore. As long as we feel good about it, as long as we feel alright about it, we think it's okay. Well, we see today where our feelings have got us to. And I've heard it, and you've heard it, and we've said it, and we've heard it said that as long as you feel love, it's okay. Friend, I want you to know that the structure in which we go by is thus saith the Lord. Our feelings have got us in trouble. Our so-called hearts have got us in trouble. Well, just go with your heart. Child of God, we are to go with us, saith the Lord. That is where holiness comes from. That is where righteousness comes from. And that's where we're going to pull this thing back together in America is when we get back to thus saith the Lord. Well, I feel like we ought to. No. We need to quit saying that. Well, I feel like, no. We need to get to God's Word. We need to do it God's way. May I tell you that God looked back and He created the family. He created the husband, the wife. He created all things. And He looked back and He said, Behold, it is very good. The way God has done it is good. Our nation as a whole has got away from the way God's done it. And let's look at the confusion today. Let's look at the confusion in our nation. Let's look in the confusion in our churches. Friend, our homes are struggling today. The devil is attacking our families more than he ever has. May I tell you that my family is under attack. 
your family is under attack, we need to open our eyes, we need to open our hearts, and we need to understand the devil is seeking to destroy us. He wants to tear up my marriage. Listen to me. He wants to tear up your marriage. He wants your kids to rebel against you. He wants all of your relationships to be broken. The devil wants to destroy you and your home. He has zero good intentions for your home. Let me tell you something. The world's way are are failing our homes today. Our homes are failing because we thought and we think that the world's way is the best way. Well, here's the facts. We see the facts, and friend, it's simply not working. It's not working. We have got to get back to the way that God has made it. So what is it, preacher? What is the simple truth about the way God has made it? In our text today, we see that God created mankind. And He made mankind, and He put it in the gar- put them in the Garden of Eden to dress it up. And He gave a command to mankind, a responsibility to see over and have dominion over all of these different areas and all of these animals and all of His creation. We see that God made man, put him in the Garden of Eden, and intended for man to work and to take care of the things that God has provided for him. And so what is mankind's job? Why is mankind here to take care of the Garden of Eden? to dress up and have dominion over all the things that God has given him. May I tell you that God has given us a lot today. And He intends for us to work and to take care of those things. I believe in our country and in our nation today that we are lazier than we have ever been. And I believe a lot of our failure has come when we got to the place that we're so lazy, we won't get up and go to work to take care of the things that God has given us. He blessed mankind with all these things. He said, you take care of it. May I tell you that God has blessed us with many things that we need to take care of today. I want you to look over in Genesis chapter 2. If you're with me, say amen. Genesis chapter 2, in verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone, and I will make him a helpmeet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. You see the responsibility that he gave man, that he allowed Adam to name everything. That's how much dominion he gave. He said in verse 20, And Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helpmeet for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. We see God's way. We see that God made all of this so that we could take care of it. He gave mankind a responsibility. Then mankind was lonely. And so He made a helpmeet for man. He did not make another man, but He made a woman. And this is the union that we see God is making 
that he desires for marriage, when you go to verse 23, when you go to verse 24, you will see the institution of marriage here, and you will see that God is joining this man and woman together in this institution called marriage. Because God intended from the beginning that marriage be between a man and a woman. Never has God intended for men and men and women and women to be married before. You say, preacher, that hurts my feelings. Friend, God made it this way. And God desires, God wants men and women to be married. And anything outside of that, God does not accept that lifestyle. God does not accept that marriage, nor does He recognize it as a marriage. It doesn't matter if the Supreme Court okays it. God doesn't okay it. So God will never recognize that union because that's not the union God made. God made it between a man and a woman. I want you to know that He desires a union of marriage between a man and a woman. I want you to know that in this and through the Bible, we find the biblical order of a relationship between a man and a woman. Hey, we get, as Christians, we get bent out of shape because of the homosexuality. Friend, that's just a piece of the problem today. God made an order for us uh, about how when we fall in love and how we're to do things. I want you to know that God made an order. And part of this order is that when we meet somebody that we think is the one God gave us, we are to date them. And then we are to get engaged with them. That engagement is a biblical thing. And then after we get engaged, then we're to get married with one another. Then we are to move in and to live together, not before marriage, but after marriage. And then we are to have children together. I want you to know that God's order is this. You follow the one, you find the one you fall in love with, you find the one He wants for you, you date them, you engage them, and then you get married, and then you live together, and then you have children together. The reason that our marriages and our families are falling to pieces is because we're not doing it right. We're not going according to the order that God has put for us to apply to our homes. And if we do it outside of this order, we're not starting the right way. And if we're not starting the right way, how will we ever expect it to finish the right way? We need to start the right way. You say, preacher, I've been here, I've messed up. Uh, What do I do? You repent of your sins and you get right. And you ask God to bless that union. Amen? If you've messed up in the past, repent of it, turn away from it, and let's get right. Let's get things right. If you do it any other way, God does not accept it. Boy, when I preached on homosexuality, y'all were amen. (laughs) Boy, y'all were excited on that. But when I started talking about the order God wants us to get married, it got quiet in here. There's an issue in America. And I'll never forget a few years ago, three or four boys that I raised in church, I led all three of them to the Lord, and I baptized all of them, 18, 20 years old. They're talking about, well, my old lady this, and we got kids coming here, my old lady that. None of them's married. None of them uh, been married before. They're living together out of wedlock, having children. And I said, guys, and all they're doing is complaining about all the problems. I said, guys, y'all know better. What are you doing? They looked at me like I was an idiot. They didn't know. Because our society has turned so far away from the structure, God had intended it. And all three of those families are broken up today. None of them lasted. 
because they had no desire to do it God's way. And when you don't desire to do it God's way, then you're going to have issues and you're going to have problems. If you're here today and you live in one of these situations, I'm not here to hum- humiliate you. I'm not here to uh, cast you down. I'm not here to throw rocks at you. I'm here to simply tell you how God desires. And if you're here this morning and you've done it wrong, repent and get right with God. I'm glad God has enough grace and mercy to bring us back. Amen? I'm glad God has given us the unction to do it His way. That is the biblical order of marriage, of relationship. Now, God allowed divorce because of the hardness of our hearts. Do you know that God never intended for us to go through divorce? He allowed it because of the hardness of our hearts. And we can use any excuse that we want to, but at the end of the day, if we get divorced, there will always be confusion from that divorce. There will always be confusion. Why? Because God's not the author of confusion. Divorce will affect you and your children forever. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. God intended for children to be raised by a father and a mother. That's His design. God never designed for kids to be raised by two daddies or two mamas. He never desired for them to be raised in a single family home. May I tell you that my children need their daddy and they need their mama. I've said this before, but here's the difference. I'll never forget, I believe maybe you, Trey, called me and asked me if I'd coach. And I said, yeah, I'll coach. You, you know, uh, pitching machine. My wife was spitting mad. She said, I don't want you to coach. She gave me that eye right now. I said, well, how come? She said, because you were so hard on Connor. You were so hard. I said, well, I'll tell you what, let's make a deal. If you don't baby him so much, I won't be so hard on him. But at the end of the day, that's what our kids have. They have me that is hard, that is uh, walking that straight line, and you get in this straight line, and then you have that nurturing mother that comes along and swoops them up and hugs on them and loves on them, and they need those two dynamics in their life. they got to have it. And I'm telling you, it's a difference. I'm telling you, God designed it that way, and our kids need to be raised by their mom and their daddy. They need to be raised... By a husband and a wife, two men's not going to cut it and two women's not going to cut it. They need to be raised by their father and their mother. That's God's design. That's how He designed it. He desires that parents take the responsibility for their children and take care of their well-being. Let me tell you something. I have three children. And they're not anybody else's responsibility but mine and my wife's. If you make that decision to have children, you need to take responsibility for your children. And you need to take care of them. He did not, God did not intend for my parents to take care of my kids. He intended for me and my wife to take care of my kids. That's the way God made it. Let me tell you something. There's so many mamas and daddies that are throwing their kids down the drain. It's wrong. It's wrong. Take responsibility. Take care of what God's given you. My kids are the greatest blessing of my life. Why wouldn't I take care of them? I don't need to push their, my responsibility upon anybody else. It's mine. God intended for men and parents to financially provide for the home rather than an outside source. God never intended for outside agents to take care of my family. It's my responsibility to make sure that my family is tended to and taken care of. If a man does not work, do not let him eat, is what the Bible says. If a man cannot 
take care of his family, he is worse than an infidel, is what the Bible says. I want you to understand that God never intended for anybody outside of my home to take care of my family and my kids. Do we struggle at times? Can we use help at times? Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why we're all here together. But their main source is my responsibility. Amen? It is. Mine and my wife's. And we come together to raise the home that God desires us to be. God intended parents to raise their children according to their gender. A boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. We need to accept it and follow God's plan accordingly. God has not made any mistakes. God has done what He's done, and it's perfect. God did not mess up when He created Kalen and Connor and Kennedy. There may come a day that Connor comes in and says, Daddy, I think I need to be a girl. I may kill him. I may be in prison. But listen to me. No matter how I turn it, no matter how I make it, God did not mess up. God did not mess up. God is perfect. We're the one with heirs. God knew that that little boy needed to be a little boy. And that means as parents, I need to raise him as a little boy. And if I think that he ought to be a girl and put a dress on him, I'm wrong. Because I'm, I'm second-guessing God and I'm saying God messed it up. Friend, God hadn't messed it up. We're messing it up. May I say this? Come on, people. If you're a guy, go to the men's room. If you're a woman, go to the women's room. Quit getting offended for being who you are. If you've got to go to the bathroom, go where you're supposed to go. And if you're a man, stay out of my wife's restroom. Amen? Stay out of the restroom my little girl's in. It's common sense. God made it that way. Let's quit questioning God. Let's quit saying God doesn't know what He's doing. And let's get back to doing it God's way. God's formed this. God's done this. Let's do it His way. God desires that parents raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. He wants us to raise our kids within the realms of His kingdom. May I tell you that God does not want us to raise our kids outside of the church, outside of the kingdom. May I tell you that He intends for godly mamas and godly daddies to come together and raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Listen to me, parents. We got to quit putting things before the Lord. We've got too many false idols in our homes. God intends for you to put God first in your home. That's His way. He desires that children obey their parents. Parents are to run the homes, not the children. Connor and Kaylin and Kennedy, they're growing up and thinking that their mom and daddy has no idea what they're doing. And at the end of the day, they're right most of the time. But I remember growing up thinking how crazy my parents were. Let me tell you something. God put my parents in charge of the home that I was raised in. I'm in charge of that home. They are to lead me as I allow God to lead me and lead our home. God needs to lead us. And I need to get behind God and my family needs to get behind me. We need leadership to stand up in the home. May I tell you, your children does not need to run your home. They do not need to tell their parents to shut up. 
They don't need to slap them. They don't need to hit them. They don't need to be rude to them. Kids are to be put in a home and they are to be under submission to their mother and to their father. And I know Kaylin don't like it. I know Connor don't like it. And I didn't like it. But I didn't have a choice. And my kids don't either. Hey, God made it that way, not me. We need to apply this to our home. Now look with me in 2 Corinthians. We're going to be done. If you're with me, say amen. I thought, how in the world, what, what subject, what illustration could I use to encourage us in our homes? Because we are failing across the board. The majority, we are failing. There are some that may be thriving today, but in reality, I'm a decision away from being a statistic. My children are a decision away from being one of these statistics. And I don't want to be that. Amen? I want to exceed above the world. I want to do it God's way. And I got to thinking about what in the world can I use to show our people that there's a chance for our families to make it? How, what can I use to get us back to the structure that God intended? I want you to look in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my affirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I look at Paul, and he had this thorn in the flesh. And may, our, may I tell you today that our homes are filled with thorns. They are filled with thorns that are from the world, that is from that outside agent. And God does not want us to have these thorns. But in the midst of these thorns, God provides the grace and the strength to overcome these thorns. You may have a broken marriage. You may have a breakdown between parent and child. You may have a breakdown of, of your children. There may be a breakdown in your family. Friend, there's thorns in every home this morning. Every home in America has some kind of trouble. And I sit up here telling you, and I almost acting like my home's perfect. I'm going to be blunt and I'm going to be honest. My home's not always perfect. I'm not the perfect husband. My wife's the perfect wife, but I'm not the perfect husband. Getting brownie points there. My kids aren't always perfect. We mess up. There are thorns in our home. There are struggles that we fight and face every single day. But you know what Jesus came to Paul and said? I am enough to get you through this. This is why we're allowing our thorns to overtake our families. Because we have gotten away from the realization that God is enough to get us through. May I tell you today that God is enough. God is enough. If you want to overcome the struggles in your family, if you want to overcome the sin in your family, God is enough. His grace is sufficient. When the homes got to the place where they thought that God's not enough, that's when we messed up. May I tell you that God's enough. This is enough. This is enough. We are chasing the world. 
And the world has us by the throat. And God's people, we need to be reminded that God is enough. His Word is enough. His church is enough. One of the greatest pleasures I have as raising my family is I get to be part of a local New Testament church. And in the raising of my family, when these thorns come through my life, we get to go to church, and we get to go to Sunday school, and we get to go to BTC, and we get all of these opportunities to learn more about what God expects from us. And across the board in America, our families are struggling, and church attendance is way down. Church attendance on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, it's way down. It's way down. Church participation is way down. When did we get to the point in the place that church wasn't enough? When did we get to the place that God's Word was not enough for our homes? That we had to add to it. We had to add to it. And Well, I think if we go do this or we do that, this will help our homes. Friend, this is what we need in our homes. And in our families, we must get back to the place that God is enough. And when things are going wrong, daddies need to lower their pride and they need to break their hearts down and fall on their face before a holy and righteous God. You want your kids to respect you, daddy? Fall down on your face in front of them and call out to a holy and righteous God and watch how your children will get behind you and follow you. You want your... Daddies, you want your families to get fixed? Fall on your face with your wife, with your spouse, and pray together. We've got to get back to being what God desires. He doesn't want me going in being a dictator. He wants me and my wife to get together and be the leaders of our home as we follow Him. May I tell you, God's enough. God's enough to fix this. I'm tired of seeing... Families broken up and children losing everything they have. Friend, God can fix it today. But we've got to humble ourselves. We've got to fall on our face and say, God, here it is. God, here it is. Now, maybe you messed up. I simply want to say, get things right with the Lord today. Just get things right with Him. Mama, Daddy, is God enough? Is God enough? Have you been living life that you're showing your kids that God is enough? May I tell you, He is enough today. His grace is sufficient. I'm glad for every trial, every thorn that I face, God's grace is enough to get us through. Families, we're going to get through this. Hello? We're going to get through this. Let me say it again. Families, we're going to get through this. If we do it God's way. The family structure is broken. And we've got to fall on our face before God and say, God, save my family. Oh, I wish daddies would humble themselves to the place and say, God, save my family. Save my children. I'm not perfect. But we're here this morning to look to the one who is perfect. He's never messed up. And I'm not here telling you to structure your family after mine. I'm telling you to structure your family after God today. Because His way is perfect. I want to stand this morning. If you have something to take care of between you and the Lord, these altars are open.
But maybe you just want to come and just fall down before the Lord and say, Lord, help us. Maybe you're here today and you've never been saved. You need to be saved this morning. Jesus can save your soul. Would you come this morning? This invitation's open. If you have a public decision to make this morning, come right now. Come right now. These altars are open. Would you come?